0: Fine, I don't
1: care. Um, the world already knows about me one way or another. Anyway.
0: That's true. Thanks a lot, social media. What do you think about social media? I think. I'm here with Jesus. I restarted. Okay, yeah. yeah. Jesus Chavez.
1: Okay, well, Jesus now Fancy. you said you're the again this, this time. time. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm already out there. It's kind of a conversation that I've had with people. It's like, oh, I don't want to be on there. I'm like, you already are on there, whether you want it or not. And that's they're, true. They're so in my fraternity, there's one brother that's like, no, I don't have that kind of social media stuff. I don't want to do that sidebar he has his own for his work and it's like oh yeah my work says that i have I'm like you're already on there then you but exist. then I like, to, yeah. I like to show him every single nope oh, here's a picture of you right there did you see damn. that right yeah oh here's a promotion for the school that you graduated from like they're using your image without your permission so, damn it no i think social media is good most people you know have an opinion it's an outlet for that but then there's a lot of people that opinions aren't popular yeah i yeah. think i think my personal thing is you know Everyone is entitled to your opinion, but nobody's entitled to believe that you're only right. You know what yes. I mean? And so there's people that can go too far. And that's where it gets ugly. Yeah. yeah. That's where it's like, all right, well, hey man, I'm not going to come and knock on you. Why is it that you feel the need to knock on others or bring uh-huh. you know, such a strong perception or belief or whatever you want to call it into everything else? Like, That's kind of where the water gets murky. In my yeah, opinion. yeah. So, is there anything you... I like memes. <laughs> you like me Those are good. They're I like, funny. I like yeah, seeing yeah. funny things on there. I like yeah. getting insight. I think overall, there's my personal view is that there's like even if it's complete nonsense. All right, well at least I know how one person thinks, which uh-huh. also lets me think like all right, there's probably more people that think that kind of stuff. So I just like to be aware of stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm an introvert by definition. Well, I don't even know about by definition. By preference, yeah. I like to just sit back and. Watch things happen. Yeah, I'm entertained by that, and I, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless there's you know close friends and I come talk to them, then I let my crazy ideas out, and then I'm like, oh man, that might have been a bad idea. But it's yeah. No, we need all the crazy ideas for this. No, it's recording, and this
0: will be on all the social media. They're coming. See, that's the problem. I'm gonna
1: forget that this is here, and then they're gonna be out there. I'm like, oh, I don't
0: even remember. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be all over MySpace, all over LiveJournal. Well, if it does make it to MySpace, I hope it bounces back to get me those pictures that I lost because I was on there one day. I was like, oh, I wonder if my picture's still there. And for whatever reason, it does let me log back in. I don't know. I forgot my password, obviously. It was like these right. years ago. Yeah. I have no idea what MySpace does now these days. But It's I was like, just music now. I think so. I think. I think so. But I was trying to find the pictures that I had on there. Cause yeah. Those were the days, man. I know.
0: You can make a top eight and then people... Be mad. And yep. girlfriends yep. be. Why am I not yep. in your top eight? Yep. I just met you. I know, right? Let me. Yeah. Or
1: even friends. Like, why am I not your top eight? Because exactly. I have a lot of family that I like a lot more. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even my siblings would be. Well, why
0: am I not in your top eight? I don't. We don't hang out. We just live together. <laughs> I'm, I love you, but I mean, yeah.
1: friends. I wouldn't really call. I mean, now we are. Yeah, they're gonna hear this and cry. But yeah. um I think we had—I don't know—I I view it as an opportunity. We had the opportunity to disappoint so many people early on, that it makes it easier later on in my life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <have your decisions. laughs> like, oh, you—you you weren't my top eight. Anyways, I <laughs> sold that to somebody actually. Catching yeah. up with some of my fraternity brothers, and uh, he said something, and I said something smart ass right back, and he's like, "See, this, this is why." What did he say? He's like. Oh, no, he just alluded to the fact that he didn't like me. I was like, that's a lie. I said, I know I'm in your top eight. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that number one spot. <laughs> right. I said, but I'm leaving myself room to grow. I don't want to be the number one spot. No, I know I'm That's a there. lot of pressure. And then he, of course, came back. He's like, you're not in my top anything. I was like, that's a lie. But whatever. Damn. It's in denial. Yeah. Is there anything you won't post on social media? Mm. I know people. a lot of people have boundaries. I think, um, again, I'm just not particularly fun. So I don't <laughs> post a lot myself. Like if it's something that's truly hilarious, then I'll repost or something like that. Yeah. General ideas, I think I prefer like, you know, the one-on-one conversation piece because I am that overthinker that naturally just has to explain where my thought process is. And more than anything, I value the conversation that comes along with it. Yeah. So it's more so, you know, people can either see one little glimpse or snapshot of what it is that I put out there um, and then they're going to have their own opinion on what my opinion was from the very beginning. Uh, and so in general I'm just like no I'm cool just sitting back watching what everybody else is thinking and I'll have my own opinions but I'm not I'm not the one that goes out there to post anything I feel like my life is pretty you know simple and so I'm like yeah I'm okay with it yeah I don't really need to be in everybody's business I don't need to be on everybody's top eight I don't need to be the top feed on anything Uh, yeah for me it's mostly you know for family and um, really and here's the the most honest answer that I've ever let out loud. For me my social media is mostly to help me remember places that I've been to. And so what? Like, like food <laughs> places or something like that. Yeah. Like it so I'll check in and I know it's the most annoying thing ever with whoever I'm with. Like, oh are you really checking in right now? Like, yeah, I wanna remember where this place is. Hopefully it's still around, That's you know, pretty like a couple good. of years. Yeah. So I use it more I don't know, I guess I, I've heard of, you know, friends that are photographers and just photography in general. I try to use it more as like a placeholder for a particular memory so that I can come back to it later on yeah I think that's probably the most thing that I do on social media is to oh this was a fun day I like this picture I like this place I want to remember it. yeah uh, that's about the extent of me cause yeah opinions Again, uh, you know, I'd rather have a conversation let's, let's talk about this it. yeah up. It's, but, it's definitely frustrating when
0: uh, you know you'll post say um, because he's so great right now Trump um, something about him and then someone who disagrees we we'll only pick a tiny thing and then argue off of that, yeah. but not acknowledge the whole other post. And so you go argue on this other tiny road yeah. or this other opinion that was inflated. Yeah, um, it's fucking frustrating. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I'm the opposite of you. I'm so. Insecure. I'm like, I need my friends. I need them. <laughs> Who likes it? And then like, if people, because Facebook now does the, you know, the happy face, the yeah, heart, yeah, the laughing yeah. face. I'm like, oh my God, a heart. I got a heart on my thing. I got um, 14 hearts. I got 14 hearts and four likes. Um, yeah, no, I, I, as much as I uh, uh, publicly hate on it, yeah, and I'll talk shit about it, there's a there's a part of me oh, that yeah, that uh,
1: I need people to like. Yeah, me. no, we're this. we're still people. We're still yeah. social about everything. Yeah, it's kind of. I was talking to somebody the other day, and for me, like it's it's a prime example. Of, oh, like planning events or planning parties. Yes, that's that's a little bit of what I do for my work, and so it's like the craziest thing ever, where I can put so much effort into all of this, and so that I want to create this particular experience. And I want my students to have a good time and I get so excited about it but then that's a lot of vulnerability, right? And so uh-huh. you're like, oh no, are they are they actually gonna like this? I got something going on next Friday. I'm like, Well this sounds like a lot of fun. I would totally have fun at this, but then it's like I don't know, are they gonna are they gonna like it? Is it okay? So yeah, definitely that part comes into it too. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I'm like, I'm just not gonna post it. It's okay. Save myself the heartache of no, like man. we're doing all that. Just I want to go heartbroken,
0: <laughs> and then I'll cry listening to Coldplay, <laughs> eating ice cream, or watching Moana. Just oh, there you I'll go. I'll just be out. There you go. Um, just to give everybody uh, like a background, we we met through Greek life yeah. at ASU, um, and we're both uh, Deuce clubs, uh, so that Deuce helped Club. too. And then, um, how did you? How were you born? No, not how were you born. How was I? Born? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> well, not you're, really when your talk mom about. and dad? Yeah, yeah. No, um, but.
1: <laughs> Uh, where were you born I was born in Mesa Arizona okay so I was born and raised in Mesa uh, all the way through college and then after college I went to graduate That was the first time I moved far away for like my actual life yeah I went to graduate school in uh, normal Illinois Uh, go Redbirds Um, but I was born and raised in Mesa and I still living at home uh, saving some money trying to get things together but also I love where my mom lives I mean that's home yeah, of course. Place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it gives the opportunity to help family out too, so I'm definitely, you know, thankful yeah, yeah, for yeah. that too. Um, but she lives uh, pretty close to downtown Mesa, so yeah. it's nice. I go running downtown Mesa. I'm like, man, this is pretty cool. I wish I could do this. But now, if everything keeps continuing to grow and you know ASU does move down there, I'm like, I'll never be able to buy a house here. Yeah, wait, ASU's moving down there? Uh, there was there were talks about it, and I yeah. know the city had approved something. I Don't remember. See, this is the problem with me yeah. and like facts. Like, <laughs> you have a tiny, really, like, like, I remember asks about it exactly. Yeah. I remember surface level, yeah. But there was conversations about ASU moving downtown Mesa for like some of their arts programs, like visual arts programs in particular. And so, I'm like, that's so cool, I would love to work there. But then, if that does happen, I house. will never be able to live in that area, yeah. So, damn, born in Mesa, I love it, yeah. It's taken it's helped mold who I am it's taken a lot of time to realize part of that too, but I like it, you yeah. know. Yeah. How was the, the college life, college experience? College, college was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was, I'm, I am first generation college student too, so I had absolutely no idea what to expect. Yeah. Like my high school conversations mm-hmm. leading into college was really interesting. It's a part of what I carry with me into my profession, so I work with college students now. Um it was very interesting to kind of go I was very high achieving and so the way that I tell people is I was you know I fell through the cracks on the other end where Mm -hmm. it was like oh he'll be fine he's gonna know what to do like he's you know high achieving smart we'll figure things out and so when you get to college it's you're it's still a completely new environment you don't know what to do so there was a lot of uh, navigating in the dark which I think for me it helped lead me toward my fraternity and the men that in it was because they were people that I could identify with and it was also that support system to make sure that I wanted to continue. I actually didn't realize like the full weight of being a first-generation student until literally three days before graduation Mm -hmm. and that was a conversation with one of my family members and I was like you know if I would have failed like there's a really good chance that nobody else in my family would have ever gone to continue this but here I am you know I've survived I've overcome a lot of different things things that I haven't particularly shared just because they're kind of like Difficult and I don't know how to put it into context with somebody that hasn't yeah. been there um, But it wasn't until that day I was like and then after we had that conversation I dropped them off and I was driving home I was like Damn, what if I would have failed like that would have been yeah. completely not just life-changing for me. It could have changed the entire course for my family, but I think it was good There was a lot of learning opportunities. I honestly wish I would have done better academically like I had it in me but I was spreading myself so thin, but that's just the type of person that I am. I like to know a lot about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I like to help people, and there's still only 24 hours in the day. It's tough, you know, there's that There's that meme that's out there. It's like, oh, do you want to have sleep? Do you want to do good in school, or do you want to eat? And then the reality of college is all those different directions uh-huh. i keep going to. Do I want to go to the gym? Do I want to go with my friends? Do I want to, you know, all that other stuff. Yeah, college is... Freaking crazy, especially yeah. if you don't know what to expect. But thankfully, you know, we found organizations that I think uh, helped channel a lot of it into a, a, a at least a sense of direction of, okay, I think I'm going to go in this route. We'll see how this goes. And it, it led to a lot of good things. You know, I'm very thankful for the opportunity because not everybody does. I definitely, yeah. huge fan of higher education, whether that's college, whether that's trade school, whether that's, you know, self improvement later on in life. I'm always for keep learning because that's how you, you know, make yeah. your world and everybody else's world bigger. Uh, mine just happened to be college, and I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I did have. So yeah, yeah it was a good time,
0: man. Uh, could you share um, your experience uh, specifically with Greek life? Um, what I what I love about um, your fraternity okay. is um, well, with each fraternity and sorority, they kind of have their own vibe about them, a, a sort of personality to them. And uh, when I when I crossed and then I started getting to know everybody, and I saw you guys, there's this deep rooted connection to where you came from yeah. as far as the people and the mm-hmm. culture um, and that just blew my mind and it was awesome. Um, could you share a little bit about your experience with Greek life? Yeah, just-
1: so that was one thing that I think it definitely had a draw. So um, when it came to just meeting people in general, right? I yeah. think again, we're social people. It's very easy to be visually in line, so seeing people that look like yourself is, is very big, and mm-hmm. um, so for me, seeing my fraternity brothers, oh, those guys kinda look like me, oh, they're here too, awesome, I wanna go talk to them, see what they yeah. got going on. Um, and so after I, I joined my organization, it was definitely, like, as you go through the process of researching you know, mm-hmm. any kind of club to participate in, as you go through that research and learning, the value that they instill about you know, where Latinos, come from where the places of this my particular fraternity was at and its founding and all that and how it's carried on throughout Um, and that level of pride right because it's very easy as men of color in particular as people of color and um, broader than that to to lose that especially in a setting that really isn't designed yes there's a lot of progress that has been made for uh, helping uh, you know people of color to succeed but it's still not designed for people of color Um, and that's just higher education in general and so it it definitely was a good opportunity to help me establish my identity, you know, to be proud of my Latino-Mexican-American heritage in, in a different way, right? There was, okay, I can I can love my mom's food, I can love my grandma's food, uh-huh. um, but now I can actually know a little bit more about what that means and some of the things that we have gone through because in high school, you know, curriculum is pretty structured in college. That's where the whole door opens up. And so it, for me, my, my fraternity uh, pointed that into a part in that direction so that I can learn about where these other guys came from too. you know thinking uh, There's a lot of jokes that were made in, you know when I was in high school Like oh if you're in the West Coast you're Mexican if you're in the East Coast you're yeah. Rican. And there's so many different countries so many no. nationalities personalities and cultures that are in between what that means to be Latino and so it was really cool to come across individuals that are that have that same level of pride to be able to learn about where they're coming from and to, to come together you know to unite as, as one fraternity um, with similar principal values and, and to Put that back out there into the community, serve sort of the communities that we choose, and um, the college setting in general. And it brought you know great yeah. friends along with it, too. So that's definitely exciting. Yeah, he pointed um, at me, everybody. I did. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm really I'm, sorry <laughs> right. with my hands, which is the it's worst. It's totally fine. I just want to acknowledge it. And then
0: off. my insecurity held on to it. Deuces, so it's man, cool. yeah, deuces. exactly. All the deuces out there. Um, in the club. We love you. Um, so with talking about your mom uh when i brought it up to my mom joining uh greek life and she's from the philippines okay so like, what are you talking about <laughs> and i said it's a fraternity and i said no not paternity and so um she just obviously that it was a culture shock with she just didn't understand why i would do this and so uh, i would it's a it's a brotherhood it's a it's a, to boil it down a club on campus mom yeah just to get her to just figure you're not gang yeah. No, we're not a gang yeah, mom she's yeah um <laughs> you have meetings why and then um so how is it you know uh bring it up to your mom uh that you're going to be in a fraternity
1: yeah kind of the same thing like there's that what what is that you're gonna okay my mom is very supportive i love my mom she she you know loves me enough to say, all right, Micho, if this is what you want to do. I trust that you're going to go and make good choices. Thankfully, I had, you know, at that point, 19 years of a decent track record. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> right. perfect. Yeah. Definitely messed up in a lot of big, terrible ways and some of them continued into that. Um, but she was like, um, okay. I also wasn't as open though. That was kind of, I think for me, um, my college experience is the one thing that I wish I would have shared more with my family in general, not oh, just okay. my fraternity. Because, yeah. again, I didn't, it's not so much that I was trying to exclude my own family from what I was going through. It was just, okay, when I'm in the classroom, this is where my brain's at. It was too easy to compartmentalize everything. And then when it did bleed over into anything, it was like, okay, how do I explain this now um, in a way that's going to make sense? Because my mom loved me and supported me, and she was okay with it. My brothers, I have a lot of uh, you know blood brothers. Uh-huh. And so same thing, like you're joining a gang. Yeah. Is this yeah. is your college gang, and even to this day... I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to, you know, an alumni event. All right, have fun with your game. Tell the game. Say, well, Damn I'm it. Like, no, <laughs> That's not. not what it is. And what didn't help, <laughs> I will always remember it because I feel like, you know, after the process was completing and I, and I joined my fraternity, um, my brother and I, one of my brothers and I started watching Flight of the Conchords. Oh, you know, nice. You watch yeah, it. Yeah. Great show. Hilarious. And there was the episode where he's like, all right, I'm going to game practice. I'll be back. And so from then on, anytime I had a fraternity event, my brother would be like, all right, have fun at game practice. I'm like, all right, Damn <laughs> thanks, it. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, even at that young man, I didn't know how to put it into any kind of context. I'm like, yeah, these are, uh, we're brothers. Um, we believe in the same values. We're here to help each other graduate. Yeah. And once, once they hear that, they're like, oh, okay, that sounds like it's good, but why do you guys only wear one color? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the yeah. colors confuse everybody. And then at that time my brother also actually he worked on campus uh, oh, yeah. and so he would see you know Greek letters he knew what they were he knows of fraternities in general and he's like oh so you don't like those guys because they were a different color and I was like no man. What the we're f- trying we're trying to do it we're like I don't I have my brothers they have their own thing but no nah, man it's not like that at all. yeah okay yeah, okay. yeah I get you
0: I'm like, yeah we fight in parking lots no and that, we, that's pretty much I mean, it that's we're yeah. past that now, yeah well that yeah, yeah. now uh no I'm just kidding um so then you went to grad school in Illinois. Yeah. How was that? Cold. Cold. It was I really bad. It was Yeah. Ter-
1: no, I, I loved it, it, actually, because I knew from the very beginning that I wasn't going to be there permanently. And it's funny. I actually did think true. about staying. Um, but when I was first there, I feel like I was so set up. And this is a story that I tell anybody that asks about my grad experience. I went to visit the school in February of my senior year. Right? Uh-huh. And so you think... What I had thought of winter is like, oh, okay, this is transitioning into spring. So like, okay, so I go to visit in February, and they actually had their first snow of of the entire winter. wasn't yeah. until February, and so I was like, oh, yeah, like as soon as they told me, I was like, yeah, it hasn't even snowed at all this winter. Like this is the first time it snowed here. Right. I was like, oh, okay, hmm, interesting. Well, this 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 is good. I'll get to see what winter is like, and if it's as bad as everybody says. And so it was the middle, the end of February, like February 20th, around that time. And it snowed overnight. And yeah, there's snow on the ground and it's sticking. I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen snow and it usually melts. I've gone up to Flagstaff, thankfully, and you know, I'm familiar with snow. But then I was like, all right, well, can I actually walk in this? I just bought a brand new winter coat, too. I was like, all right, this is great. I can test it out. Yeah. And so I feel like I went through all these mental checks. And I was like, okay, if this is what winter is like, I can totally do this. And then it also, on my way coming home from Illinois, I don't know, I, I went to visit an uncle who lives in Wyoming, and, he, and Wyoming is insanely freezing too. Like yeah, we yeah. went from normal Illinois, I want to say it was like probably 20 degrees uh, is what the, the nope. you know, weather I app don't said. don't like that it, already. Nope. Well, it, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Because <laughs> it, shows, a lie. Cause it shows, I was going to build up to it, but it's a lie. It shows one number and then it says real feel and so you know one number the thermometer is a liar Uh and and then the real feel is like 20 30 40 degrees colder than what it actually Uh. is so i learned that lesson the rough way but when i went to visit my uncle wyoming it's at negative 16 i was like oh man i don't like that i don't either but i was walking around and we were both walking around in like a hoodie and i think i had a thermal and i was like man winter isn't that bad so i went home thinking winter's not that bad and then later on, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Illinois. I told my family. I was excited. Well, then the first winter that I didn't have the opportunity to just come home whenever I was done, I was there and like every other every other weather report was like, oh, polar vortex. Polar vortex. What shit is that? So I still don't firmly know. What? All I know <laughs> is that it meant a lot of snow and it was going to be really cold. In my head, it's like a winter hurricane. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that was the the... The soup of the day for the weather people is they're like oh yeah we're gonna we're in store polar. for another polar vortex this weekend it sounds so, like something in a uh, marvel movie right the oh, polar vortex should, is coming that should be a character right there polar, the vortex. polar vortex okay something. anybody listening if you do Please. draw that let me voice that guy we and then hire us i'll yeah. do something yeah um uh, so yeah it was really cold and then after i actually you know i, w- I went to visit the school for uh i think three days Three days and everyone's like, oh yeah, it's you know it's not too bad if you can deal with it. All right, but then after I moved there, like oh yeah, like last year we had snowmageddon.
0: Snowmageddon, what is that? I don't like all these names. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so they were like, yeah, it snowed so much, people stayed in their house for like two days. Like you couldn't, the roads couldn't be clear, nothing like that. uh, so it was cold. I was very thankful to leave <laughs> at the end of the first semester and come back to you know Arizona yeah. winter where it was forty degrees in the morning. Like oh yeah. this is a little chilly, and then but by you know noon it's seventy degrees again. So I was very thankful for that. But yeah, that first winter I think it, it really showed me that I can do it. But it was it was not easy. Like I was volunteered to work the graduation ceremony which I was like oh that's okay cool yeah but of course I was a procrastinator didn't sign up for any of the slots until the last minute and so the only (laughs) slot that was available was to be a greeter outside of the arena to welcome people and tell them which direction and of course I'm standing I wish I had a picture I think I, I think I might have I think somebody may have taken a picture but I'm standing outside and there's just like half of me is covered in snow because I was standing in place and it just so I call it my trial by ice and after that, I was like, okay, this isn't terrible. What did suck, though, is when I went back after that first winter, pipes freezing, totally a thing. And so your pipes yeah. freeze, they burst because the water pressure builds up all that stuff. Mine didn't freeze. The At the apartment complex that I lived in, my neighbor's, their pipe burst, and it bled all the way into my bedroom, into my living room. And, like, I thought I was smart because I had put uh, my TV in my bathroom on top of the no water, like, got to the bottom of it but damn, oh. yeah it was crazy winter is a whole nother uh, level yeah of life but it was fun I liked it so you were there
0: for two years I was there for two years yeah so did you get the superpower where um because I have a co-worker who who came from New Jersey and so you know now it's it's kind of winter uh here and um all the all the other teachers were in huge jackets right because we're cold and she's just walking around in in like shorts and a shirt. Yeah. I go. Are you not cold? And yeah. She's. I'm from New Jersey. I go. Okay. Yeah. I guess this is not. Yeah.
1: Did you get that? How long did... has she been here though? Because it does go back the other way too. People <sighs> get too used to the weather out here. Oh, that's true. Uh, no. just a few months. Yeah. So I, I think, did though. I did. I did July, yeah. The first months. time I came back to visit, I felt like such a badass because I don't remember uh, I think my little we went to play pool somewhere and it was like 40 degrees mm-hmm. and I was out there in shorts and I was like, okay, like, yeah, dude, yeah. aren't you cold? And I was like is so nice right now because yeah. in cold places anything above freezing is still shorts and flip-flops weather like it, it sounds like the craziest thing in the world yeah but after being you know below 32 and even below zero for certain periods of time yeah you're like man this 33 degrees whew, the sun is out it's not being blocked by clouds right now yeah sure it's off it's a little warm right now yeah yeah so it I, I did, and I still try to maintain a little bit, but, you know, I'm here in a sweater, and I'm more, I think I'm more just used to, like, eh, I can deal with certain degrees of, if it's warmer, I can keep my sweater on. If it's colder, I can be without or keep it on. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, like, optional. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did come back with it. It comes and goes, though. Damn it. So that's why I try to It'd go be great back. to have. I try to go back to Illinois just to reset it and be like, all right, come on. Let's, yeah. Let's do this again. yeah so, um, Serena's
0: always wanted to to live in New York City. This is like our, our huge fantasy thing. Yeah. And I go, I'm not for the winter. I'm not gonna live there. Like it's a great city and it's amazing and it has all this stuff. But I, no, that winter is uh, a snow. I don't do my people, the Filipinos. We don't do. We gotta be as close as we can <laughs> hey, to the ocean. It doesn't snow or, there what? No, no, just a bunch of uh, mangoes and trees. Hey, I love mangoes. I do. Man, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite fruit. Um, but yeah, yeah it, be ready. No, no, I'm staying no, here. No, now that we got okay. uh, the three dogs and a baby, no, okay. I, we're we're sticking. That's kind of like the you, you can go. Oh, visit. <laughs> we're not moving. Yeah, that's true. We could just go for a little bit. Um, what about culture? Culturally, how was it in Illinois?
1: Very uh, different. Uh, yeah, the most. Uh, it it was a culture shock. I'm uh, not gonna lie. Like people out there are just so nice, and there's nice people here, but it's so hot here. Like I totally get. It. I know why people are upset. It's hot. Yeah, not easy. <laughs> And it's funny because people would, t- would tell me of their experiences in Phoenix. People were just so angry and they drive crazy and blah. I'm like, yeah, it's 120 degrees. We're trying what? to drive to the what AC. What do you expect? Yeah, not, like, yeah. Even if you're in the AC, that might not be good enough. And so you got to get to where you're going. Yeah. Uh, no, people out there are very friendly, very welcoming. Uh, I actually, so this is an interesting story. So I actually went, it was a complete leap of faith. And thankfully things all worked out that I went out there because I actually moved there without securing a place to live. So... What the hell? Yeah, what? Yeah. So, but thankfully, again, it's just crazy for me and especially as I think about it and it, you know, I, I'm not trying to put it like, oh, this is my suffering story, but by definition, that means I was homeless. And so that's oh, kind of yeah. crazy, right? Um, but people that I didn't even meet and now they're some of my greatest friends, uh, they didn't know me at all they a part of my graduate program is that you leave in the summer or you during your summer you do a a practicum where you're working at another school getting your hours most people typically move away from the college town to go to another state or something like that and so people that I had never even met or that I met the one time that I visited at the recruitment days when I went to check out the school um, they're like do you want to just live at our place until you find a spot oh I mean I might have to take you up on that like I was still doing research looking into like the housing on campus finding all these other things but I hadn't found anything and then oh, June whatever's here I'm, I'm moving they need me out there for training so I gotta be there yeah uh, and so as I got closer and closer to that date I was like um hey guys is, is it still cool if I take you up on that and so they literally mailed me their key uh, because they weren't Damn. even there but thankfully they had it they mailed me their key mm-hmm. so that I had the key to get into the apartment when I first moved there and so people are insanely nice and that different. is super trusting right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't know me like I said everything's gone do this program, <laughs> right. Right? No, no, no. I appreciate it um, you know there are those people that probably weren't and there, there were stories like that that people weren't as trusting of my faith and that was yeah. one um, because you know and that's, that's a story I have to go into after this, but for, for the most part, people are very trusting, very nice, and, uh, warm hearted, and I think that was, that was really good, I think that experience that I had, uh, when I went to check out the school would definitely help shape me, and thinking, yeah, I can do this, people, people are here. Yeah. I'll be taken care of, and then, you know, there may have been a part of me that was in the back of my mind, and if not, I can scare them away, it's okay, you know, the, a, little, a little intimidation, eh, yeah, I'll that's true, get out of <laughs> your face, I can be a little exotic, and, yeah, <laughs> it's a depth
0: it's exotic. Well, to them it'd be exotic. Well, when,
1: so, that was, so that was another thing. So it, the culture, uh, very different. Not a lot of, in central Illinois, um, not a lot of Latino population there. I was an ass? Yeah, That's and, and, so, and so the joke that I came across um, is I called myself, I'm diversity. <laughs> I'm Not not I am diversity. Not I'm a part of diversity. I am you diversity. You are, yeah. Because there would be moments when, uh, you know, they took pictures or they were taking pictures for like, you know, a college it. catalog or something. Shut and up! I know where my this picture is. is still in the, you know, congratulations, you graduated. And so I love it. I'm very proud of my school. I'm happy for anybody that graduates from that school. But then I still laugh because I am diversity. Yeah. I, I made. I, I don't know if it's because I am, you know. Person that looks like me there, um, but there were definitely a lot of moments, and that was crazy too. Uh, it definitely called to mind the moments of man, I am the, the only, only person me. that looks like me in yeah, this room. Yeah. And then there was several meetings professionally where I was working. Um, I am the only person of color in this room right now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A room filled with forty people, and that's something I never would have thought of. It never would have come to mind here there there could have been a possibility not even maybe not to that scale but there could have been a possibility but i never would have noticed right because around here it is a melting pot there's a lot of different yeah. cultures you can find your niche and and so it never would have happened here so i had to go to the middle of illinois to figure out man i look pretty unique and i can become diversity yeah. uh and so it was it was an interesting experience so the the not so fun side of it this is a uh, It. I I tell the story. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't fun at all, and there were two of them in particular that I'll share because they're just so hilarious the way that they've happened. You know, I've I've been a target of racism several instances in my life. I've had police officers. Not exactly be a fan of the way that I, and but I I am of the mindset I gotta be able to laugh at it because otherwise it's a really shitty situation. Um, And so, you know, I would tell people here, because people knew who Joe Arpaio was at that time. Oh, "Oh, great. I was like, oh, yeah, Joe Arpaio. My friend Joe, yeah, my compa Joe, he loves me. He (laughs) loves people like me. Like, why else would he pick so many of us up, right? Yeah. And uh, and so that was kind of the mindset. But when I was there, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was that I was just so much more aware of it, it became hilarious because the very first night that I took one of my buddies out, it was his birthday. We were there before school started. He was the one that let me uh, move into his apartment without mm. even knowing me. And we went out for his birthday. And so it was me, him, and another friend because we were the only ones that were in town. And this is a college town. So during the summer breaks, like, I don't know, 80% of the town is gone because of like, yeah. all the college students. But we still wanted to go out. Oh, we went to the bars. I was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I was like hanging out. And And again, me, I'm just aware and cautious in general i'm not gonna put myself i wasn't planning on getting crazy i wanted to be there for him like hey man let's let's hang out um and so i stopped drinking early on i was like i don't know i just new place Mm -hmm. don't know what the vibe is i'm not trying to get anything stupid i also don't you know don't want to drink drive anything like that so i i stopped myself early on um but then The car that I drove out there, thankfully, it made it out there, but it did not make it back. The car died while I was out there because of the winter. Um, But the car that I was in at the time had a a headlight out, Mm -hmm. and so I I knew that that was also an issue. And the car that I was, uh, that we drove, I drove us, and I was like, "He's like, are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge drinker, anyway. Um, It's fine." But then, that night, after we had done everything, and this is the story that solidifies our level of friendship because it could have gone a very different way because uh, he was drunk out of his mind. It was his birthday. He had a good time, and, you know, we had fun. Uh, but I got pulled over from a headlight. and uh, hilarious. So, in central Illinois, so there's, it's called Bloomington Normal. So, they, they consider themselves twin cities. They blend right into one another. But Bloomington is known to be a little bit more, diversity adverse, shall we put it okay. So the police officers have had you know, questions about motive and whether they were racially motivated, anything like that. And so that was my very first experience, it was the first weekend that I had gone out, um, because the police officer mentioned to me that he had followed me for about a mile and a half from Bloomington into Normal. And it's one little road that leads into it, right? It's the, the bars are all in Bloomington, the colleges in Normal. So he, he, he had mentioned to me that he's like, yeah, I follow you for about a mile and a half. I was like, um, okay. He's like, yeah, uh, you know, just wanted to make sure everything's okay. Um, you know, have you been drinking anything? I was like, yeah, I, I had a couple beers earlier in the night, but I, I stopped early. I knew I was going to be driving. He's like, okay. They did the regular field tests and everything like that. I'm like, man, this is, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, just for a headlight. Like I knew my headlight was on literally that day. It was a Saturday. That day I had bought a new headlight and I was planning on replacing it the next morning. And so he had pulled me over and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I am aware, officer, thank you. I was like, I can show you the receipt um, for the headlight. And he's like, yeah, can I see it? I was like, um, yeah, okay. here you go. It, it's in my trunk, literally, I'm, I'm going to change it tomorrow. And so I showed him the receipt and he's like, okay, yeah, I follow you for a mile and a half. Um, you know, just wanted to make sure, he's like, you have out-of-state plates and, you know, wanted to see how things were going. I don't know. I don't remember okay. the specifics, but I was like, okay. Uh, and so what solidified me and my buddy as really good friends is he was drunk as shit. And he was like, D- <laughs> like after the police officer came, he was like, yeah, he was probably racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's like, and he's like, yeah, it's like, his, you know, the drunk speak is out there. And he's like, yeah, I wanted to tell him that you kept drinking just to mess with you. I was like, yeah, dude, if you no, would have done that, yeah, I, like, I would have just beat you and gone to jail for something entirely different. Uh, but because you didn't that's the joke like because you didn't do that you know yeah like, you're a cool guy we can be friends hmm the other instance and this one is even more funny because uh, just I still can't believe that happened right again yeah. I, I lived there for two years I think I would have noticed if there was more people that look like me right and so I, I'm going to the gym one morning and I'm driving and it's a, it's a bit of a drive and the thing about this town speed limits are really slow like it's a really slow town But I know that I never really go crazy there. After I lived there for a while, there's not really much sense in rushing around anywhere. It's going to be slow everywhere. Yeah. Um, But I'm driving by, and and it's a church that I had gone to one time. This is just so vivid in my memory. I'm driving by, and I see a police officer, and we're crossing directions. I'm driving what would have been eastbound. He's driving westbound. So we're driving in opposite directions. Yeah. And, you know, having grown up the way that I have a person of color, I, I have a sense of faith and security in police officers, but I know that there's not always good intentions and motive uh-huh. behind them. So naturally, what do we do when we see a cop car? We check and see where they're at. You know, mm-hmm. We check and see if they're going to turn around, if they're going to follow me. Um, and, yep, sure enough, I look in my rearview mirror, and he's making a U-turn. I was like, oh, okay. Um, maybe it's still not me. Maybe there's not even though deep down like enemy yeah, is like dude yeah, yeah. he's coming right after you he's like okay so as that happened i was like well i'm so close to the gym i just hope we can get to the parking lot to be out of the way i don't know um and so literally i make it to the parking lot of the gym and that's when he turns on his lights and i'm like okay all right well I guess this is happening and so so he asked for my license and i give it to him and he goes back to do his thing I'm like, okay, and I, so, sidebar, I worked in the conduct office for the university, and so we would, okay, we would regularly go through police reports, and I knew who this police officer was, I knew he was new, and he comes back, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, I, but I didn't want to be like, oh, hey, I know who you are, I've read your name, like, in several reports, yeah, you. right, that may not have gone well, It yeah. could have thrown him off, and, this would have been a completely different story. And then you yell "polar vortex" polar and drive away, vortex, and then I spin away in a ball, ball. of ice. Yep. Uh, no, so I, I knew he was newer on the force, um, but yeah, he just he comes back to my car, and this was the new car because my other car yes. died that winter. I got a new car. Thankfully, was able to you know buy it, and it's a it's not even like a brand new car. It was this was 2014. It was a 2013, so brand newish. But I wouldn't say it's a Chevy Cruise. It's not like a super yeah. nice car that's like, oh, this thing could be stolen. But I don't know. Either way, he comes back and he says, all right, well, we had gotten a report of somebody with your name. Um, and so that's why I pulled you over. And I literally well, was at a loss for words. Right? Well, because – and that was the thing. So I, I rationalized as much as I could. I was like, okay, license plate was registered to me, right, Jesus Chavez. But then my next thought, I was like, okay, that's as far as this makes sense, because if there was another Jesus Chavez anywhere around for the next 500 miles, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I would have known. And so he comes back, because that's what he said. He's like, yeah, there was somebody else with your name um, in this area that has a warrant out, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, like what are the odds that there's going to be another Jesus Chavez out here in the middle of nowhere? Um, but okay, yeah, sure Because there's a lot of us, right? Yeah And then the next line is what made it so much worse Because he's like Oh yeah, but it looks like there's different uh, birth dates on there And I was like um, Okay He's like, yeah, it looks like they were born two years after you I'm like okay so what? so I didn't ask but it was a question that I was walking away like this guy literally told me all this information but he doesn't say why he stopped me because you know if if you have all this information if there was somebody that you're looking for but you're looking at me and you want to pull me over yeah. where my drivers you know my registration says it's me if, if it has my date of birth it clearly shows that the last digit is two less than what you're looking for why are you still pulling me over yeah right it makes absolutely no sense and so I was just laughing at myself I'm like I can't believe this just happened especially for him to come out and say oh yeah there's a lot of people out here with your name um, there's another one of you where where <laughs> Wait, is he point him out I want to go and see if we can make some salsa or something oh, please I don't know. because the food is not yeah thank you uh, uh, no, because man. I'm missing some
0: culture right now Let's just exactly put it yeah damn <laughs> okay. um, Two things that popped in my head with, with your story was, uh, I don't know if you watch Superstore, uh, it's, a, it's mean, a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, well they, they do like um, a catalog or whatever every month or okay. every year. <laughs> and so uh, there's a, a black guy on the show in this particular store and he says, I'm gonna hide from the photographer and they go why and he goes they always put people of color on the cover of all these magazines yep. so the whole episode is the photographer chasing him, but every time <laughs> he flips him off or he's doing something uh, vulgar so he can't be on it yep. so that made me think of his it, like and he's in a wheelchair so it's like and i'm in i'm black and in a wheelchair I'm not, i gotta get out of here and so yeah man. so they they put him on the catalog they finally got a picture of him mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was um, my little, who's in uh, LSG, and she's she's studying in grad school in Rhode Island. Oh wow! Uh, it's also very white, yeah. and so I was like, uh, "What are you gonna do?" And she goes, "There's two Mexican restaurants, but they're not, you know, real Mexican yeah. people who who think they know what yeah. Mexican food is." So, yeah. um, so when, when when we text or whatever, she'll say, "You know, food is
1: one of the things." You miss. She
0: misses. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: See, I got really lucky. I don't know where the closest pocket would be in Rhode Island, but Chicago is full of Latinos and Mexicans in particular. Okay. So I, I have friends and fraternity brothers that were in Chicago. So I'd be in Chicago every once in a while. I didn't feel like I was missing out too much, but there would be moments where I'm like, oh, man, I got to buy some Takis here and take them back because yeah. there were no Takis there. But then it was the craziest thing because there was a new grocery store that I had opened there called Aldi's okay and so they're they're opening a couple locations out here but they had the closest thing to Takis but they call them what something like rolled spicy jala. I don't know something okay. like that just like a generic name I was like is this supposed to be <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't feel like I can take a chance but yeah uh, but there was one really good Mexican restaurant I will say that uh-huh. so thankfully that made it easy enough course whenever I would throw it out there to friends they were like yeah let's go get some Mexican food cool we'll go to the one place yeah the one awesome. place maybe we'll run into Jesus Travis <laughs> the, other the other one, one. <laughs> I should have asked damn it uh yeah no it's funny going back to the catalog thing though yeah like I, that would have been fun just to That's run and hide a- from the camera but I don't know I think as I was forming my identity and everything out there um, it really did lead into my my view professionally too right again working at a higher education institution um that I want to be somebody that people see. I want to be a yeah. face that people yeah, 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 can relate to. And so whenever the camera came up, I would be like, yeah, I'll be in your picture. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, and it's a bit conflicting because, you know, if you do think deep down, it's, it is kind of setting somebody up. Oh, this guy. Like, there are yeah. people there that look like me. There's only like five of them, but there are people there. Um, but it did, it did kind of go through that phase of, yes, I do want to be there because I want to be somebody that the students can see themselves with. Um, it's unfortunate that systems aren't in place to support them a little bit better yeah. beyond just that but in general I was like yeah I want to do that because you know you gotta see a friendly face or a face that yeah. you're, you're familiar with um, and if that gets some more uh, you know students of color to go to the university uh, I'm okay with it to that point now let's keep going like let's keep building off. Yeah. But I could totally see myself running away from the photographer. because it's the same one photographer yeah. at the it's university. Steve! <laughs> no. Steve, get out of my face, man. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oh, did you just take another Did you just picture? take another I'm just eating <laughs> lunch. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Can you eat this salsa and I'll take a picture of you? No. Just get that shit out of my no, face, man. Stop it, Steve. Um, yeah. Even... even uh, taking it out of just the school context with with movies yeah. and representing oh, yeah. just seeing uh your people of color your culture up there yeah. um huge man yeah huge. uh when we saw uh, serena and i when we saw coco yeah oh she oh, was oh, in no, tears man, and i cry. could just feel how you know beautiful yeah. it was for her. and then they um it was the Grammys or the Oscars, but they performed uh, mm-hmm. "Remember Me" mm-hmm. and they had folklorico dancers up there. Yeah. And she, again, she's in tears because she's seeing mm-hmm. her. And then I saw Crazy Rich Asians. I was like, well, they're not Filipino, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's this sad. is this is my uh, Kogo. This is my Black Panther. This, this is my. This Kogo. Is, um, <laughs> So yeah, it even it even goes uh, with that. scene. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah,
1: Coco was the first movie that I've ever cried in the theater for, and I'm mean, gonna there it goes the world knows Perfect. that I did. Yeah, but it was it was very beautiful, and especially yeah. you know because culturally, to it's one thing to see people go through something, right? Mm-hmm. But it's very easy as for not having yourself represented up there to have a barrier mm-hmm. and to know, hey, that's a li- that's a life circumstance that somebody else has gone through, but then you see your culture. On yeah. that man like yeah. you know, uh, as soon as and it's that moment and it got me for the, at least the next 50 times that I watched the movie <laughs> it's when yeah. they put her picture onto <sighs> the altar and I was like yeah. oh, and I would build myself I'm like here it comes it's coming don't 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 and then and you yeah. start falling up you're cheering up a yeah. little bit so, but it was, it's true. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Yeah. I think we're making steps. There's, there's some steps. Yeah, there's steps. Not quite striped. No, no, steps. no. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how it goes.
0: Uh, the, I know. And um, yeah. what's another one? Black Panther was another one. Black Panther um, was awesome. Roma, which won a few awards. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't
1: seen that yet. Yeah.
0: I hear it's so amazing, but I haven't seen it. But yeah, just the little little things of culture coming through um, predominantly white uh, yeah. media. Yeah. It's pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Um, and now you're back at ASU working, Back at right? ASU, yep. What do you
1: do, exactly? So I'm a coordinator of student success and engagement, so okay. that's kind of just a broad title. But I'm actually at the Polytechnic campus, so one of the satellite areas campuses for those that are not familiar with the system out here. Um, And so, I wear a lot of different hats, (laughs) like, I'm basically the one guy from my office that does a lot of different things, that plans, programs, everything from, like, having additional tutoring services available to students in the residence halls to, uh, I just formally have uh, been given managing the student organization side of it to, for the Fulton Schools of Engineering, so the engineering student uh, organizations. I'll be their liaison to to the main office, but yeah, I do a lot of different things. It's kind of vague and broad, but I love it. You know, I think for me, so for going back to what my origin story for higher education is, I actually started out in engineering. Again, I used to be a really bright guy, used to be really smart, and then I kind of just became a smart ass. But uh, that 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 was what I was looking to study was engineering. And I kind of it's always fun it's always funny to think of like what would have been if I would have stuck that out one I probably making money right now that'd be cool yeah Uh, (laughs) but uh, no so I it it was a good opportunity as soon as this position became available I definitely saw it as an opportunity to to help students to be that person that I would have wanted in my role and I had a lot of good professional mentors um, but I wasn't to what I needed like there's no way that they would have been able to meet me where I was at because I as that young 18-year-old wouldn't have been able to reach out and say, this is what I need. There was so much, you know, first generation again, uh, that I didn't know about the environment, that I didn't know about resources, that I didn't know about questions to ask or processes that I would need to go through. Um, And so I bring that mindset into the way that I work with my students now. Um, sometimes it leads into a lot of conversations that are probably unnecessary because I'm very long-winded once I do start talking. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, it's always for a purpose, right? It's my hope is that if I have a longer conversation and it means that they don't have to come to me with another question or that the second question that they ask is going to be a little bit more um, thought out and more helpful, more impactful for them later on, that's what my goal is. And so I'd rather invest a little bit more time into the early conversations, so that the next ones can lead into bigger and can kind of just keep building off of one another. Um, don't know if I've actually had that impact yet. <laughs> no, we'll I, I think, well, I, we have uh, them. Let's. Yeah, get them yeah, um, no, don't bring They're them. They're all lined up. Don't bring them in. I think it's getting close. I just think it's uh, it's a different environment to be in to work at uh, a second campus location versus the main one. Uh, but it's a lot. It's a very close community out at the Polytechnic campus, which is what I like and it's what students at that campus look for too. So it's good um, I just got a lot of things that are you know formal responsibilities it kind of yeah. makes it hard to like oh okay yeah let's totally do this um, I will say I've, I've been able to get to the point where I don't feel guilty for having conversations like that happened pretty early on even in graduate school I'm Like, no I want to have a valuable conversation because that's exactly what I would have needed mm-hmm. uh, to to make my experience more positive more impactful and so I don't feel like that for me, it's still a part of work, but at the end of the day, you still gotta get certain things done, right? Be, yeah. be accountable, be a good uh, employee, all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's fun, but what, I, I like it.
0: What's the most uh, common or the biggest uh, issue that the students
1: come to you for? <laughs> um, all right, well, it's not common now, but early mm-hmm. on um, I would always hear, oh, there's nothing to do. And in my head, like,
0: oh, you little, oh, yeah, you know yeah. how
1: much money we plan putting things on? And like, oh, I still got to catch my breath because, you know, as a student, and I feel like I'm getting to a power Tell no, there's not things that you actually want to do. But when I come to you and ask you what you want to do, you don't tell me anything. And so then we program and do all these other things. And you don't want to get out of your room. To, so it just kind of goes on a big tangent. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind at hearing your question. As far as... Um, other issues, I think, for, for the students that I work with, I want to think on that one a little bit. Um, trying to think. I don't know. I don't know. It's an it's in, it's interesting situation to be thinking on it right now. Um, because I think I have so many informal conversations I, can, yeah. I catch certain things there's certain things that I don't catch mm-hmm. um, for me if I had to that's kind of what I'm trying to process right now into the things that I've heard but haven't fully put into a direct like this is my issue um, I think students have a difficulty in, in managing the, the transitions because I work mm-hmm. primarily with freshman students and so I, I would equate and this is just my uh, guess there uh, some of the things that they're not saying, combined with some of the things that I have heard them say, is that they just haven't de- dealt with the transition to college life uh, because it's huge, right? Having that structured class mindset yeah. of, you know, what your schedule is going to look like. This is what you do from this time. You know, when you're going to eat lunch. Dah, dah, dah. And I have, I literally have student workers that I need to say, schedule your lunch. Mm-hmm. I know you're available from this time, but when are you going to eat? Or when I kick them out, go and eat. Go do something because. It's all, you're, all of a sudden, you're expected to be an adult. And so I think, I haven't heard it presented as this is what I'm struggling with, but just as observations, I think that's typically what, uh, that's what I've seen more, more of an issue for students because, I, and I I'll say it's also a biased lens that I view it through because that's what I would have, you know, gone yeah. through for sure, recognizing as I look back on my own experience, um, it is a huge transition to go into the college environment and then all of a sudden be expected to do things on your own. So that's where my mindset really goes toward helping students. Um, it's just funny that I've now that I think about it, I've never heard anybody put it into those words. Oh, I'm struggling with the transition. It's like you know, oh, I'd have this class where I'm not going to this class because X, Y, or Z. But if if you sit down and think about it, there's definitely uh, certain pieces of that that are showing. Hey, they're they're not handling this change as well as they may think. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: Cause we, it, we, you do get kind of just thrown into it yeah. right after, and yeah. uh, right after high school at least, and uh, the time management, the uh, even even now when when I try to do uh, adult stuff like <laughs> like taxes or changing tires, keeping I'm like, why didn't they do this in high school? Yeah, yeah, keeping the kid alive, keeping the baby alive. I'm like, what is this shit? And uh, I don't, I just, I I hope high school just somehow evolves to better prepare for college, yeah. which then. You know, it's the, the stresses of life. Yeah. You don't have to worry about yeah.
1: it too and much. F- yeah, and I've, I've thought about that on a couple of different instances. And, I've, and for me, it's something that I'm trying as well. Um, is to, going back to social media again. Social media is only a glimpse of what somebody's actual life is. Oh, yeah. And so I, I think part of, not just high school, but, you know, keeping mm-hmm. in full context that high school is a structured. And it's not perfect, but what those instructors are expected to do is, is very difficult and so for them to add in yes now we need to add in a, an adulting class don't get me wrong really I good. absolutely think it'd be a great idea I'd I do yeah yeah to know how to change my own oil because then I don't want oh, to go to thank you so much you know? um, but at the same time I think that's difficult so I think the, the way that I'm trying to approach it is just putting everything out there like people, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do these things but I'm okay with that mm-hmm. why because I'm trying I'm okay trusting somebody else to help me with my oil change yeah. Um, I don't know how to do all of my own taxes. I can use TurboTax, and I have done I that a couple need times. To. But I am also okay going to somebody else. And so that's kind of the mindset that I do try when I have certain conversations with my students. But, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, and and we say that, but I think, and, and I don't know, I, maybe it's just more helpful in my brain than it actually is to them in the conversation. But to say, you know, yeah, I struggle with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, here's what I did. Uh, you can try it out and see if it works for you i don't have all the answers but these are some of the things that i have experienced that work for me um to to be a little bit more open about the challenges that we're going through i think can probably help a lot too so that we don't have to feel like we have to lead this perfect life um you know social media glimpse into what we are that's flawless and all this other stuff i think we need some more real some more authenticity and that's that's a current theme that i'm Uh, actively pursuing and and as I talk to people the same thing because uh, that's a conversation that I've actually had in in my professional environment too is um, the students that you work with are a select type of student right they they choose the more quiet campus they choose these high achieving programs because they are motivated and so the challenges that they face are gonna be a little bit different from somebody else's but um, you know we don't necessarily need to try and put them into a box yeah. sometimes it's better for us to be our authentic selves and then, then let them try and pick up what they need or hopefully get the kinds of questions and mindset that would lead them into it um, so it, it's kind of, it was kind of weird bringing that up in, in a professional meeting and because and at, at, at its uh, root I'm basically saying you know what I'm doing is actually nothing, but, you know, I'm hoping that it helps. Yeah. But the reality is that what I'm doing is I'm being me so that they can be themselves and we can actually find it because I've uh, been listening to a lot of good audiobooks and I've heard great speakers say that, you know, um, th- and this goes back even to when I played high school football, is, you know, if you're struggling with something or if you mess up, mess up as hard as you can so that it's, it becomes an evident, you know, a very easily noticeable issue so that you can fix it. Yeah, yeah. don't try and cover it up so that it continues and continues and then it gets worse and worse and worse and then it blows up fix the issue mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's kind of the mindset that I try and go with my students too and say you know if you're struggling with something try it go as hard as you can if it blows yeah. up in your face come find me and we'll figure out how to make it blow up a little bit less if possible. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not fix it right right away on the second go around but we can at least start building toward a solution yeah. um, because otherwise it goes unnoticed and so I'm I, for, to put it in a much prettier way, you know, to try and give a voice to those types of issues and those individuals that are going mm-hmm. through with particular issues so that they can speak about it. And then we can start clearing the air, figuring out what's left um, and, and going from there because it's tough, man. Being, yeah. being an adult, being a yeah. college student, being anything is, is not easy. Yeah. And no matter what social media may tell you, it's, it's not easy. So find the people that agree that it's not easy and let's help each other out. Yeah, yeah. That
0: makes um, with my my students who are four and five year olds. Uh, <laughs> um, they and I don't I don't know like your your upbringing with um, sort of male male uh, males. Yeah. Wow. Uh, males. My my dad. You know, um, especially being Asian, no feeling, no emotion, mm-hmm. strong. Don't complain. Don't bitch. And then so you know, trying to learn how to teach these kids and the boys, let's say, uh, specifically, you know, they don't want to say they're sad, but mm-hmm. they don't want to say they're scared. Mm-hmm. And so when you bring up, you know, I struggle, I do, I tell them a lot, you know, sometimes I feel sad. Yeah, sometimes I feel scared. Even just looking at um, 90s movies, where it's the tough guy <laughs> who doesn't do anything. And uh, when you just said, you know, you, you cried during Coco. Uh, yeah, so that i uh, yeah. trying to embrace, just that everything that it is, just being a human, just being a person, mm-hmm. you know, I cry at movies, right? It's, yes. it's just, it's a beautiful thing to do, and I yeah. I like that you, you're bringing that up about um, letting them know who you are, that yeah. it, it, we are flawed, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I wish there was another way to, to put that, but that each person is who they are, yeah, and that it's okay.
1: Authenticity, I think, goes a much longer way than Pretending, yeah. Yeah. Pretending perfection exists. Yeah. Um, And even when I was a high school football coach, again, I would say, I don't want you to be perfect. I want you to give a perfect effort. And that was true. Yeah. Because if you're doing the best that you can, even as a coach, even as, yes, we all have the same goal of winning a game, I know what I'm working with. And so at the end of the day, the best thing, if I care about somebody else or if I'm trying to help anybody else, the best thing that I can do is be 100% me so that we know what pieces we're working with. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to do any good, just like the little block that a toddler would play with to try and jam one piece yeah. into the hole that's not going to fit. That's the shape, yeah. Maybe we need to get it into the right hole, and <laughs> that's how it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's taken a lot of life and experience to to get to this point. But that's that's where I'm I'm funneling stuff into is trying to be that authenticity because you know otherwise we we hold on to a lot more you know way more than anybody else can ever imagine and we hold on to yeah. that that makes it so hard to correct ourselves and by the time that we do get to that point it could be very destructive or it could be hurtful to other individuals and so again just trying to say hey be who you're gonna be and let's try and help you if there are issues um, and, and go from there because it's not easy, life, life is very difficult, yeah. right? Whether, again, whether that's a toddler, <laughs> whether that's a high school student, college student, whether that's trying to figure out what adulting actually is, right. um, and for me, I think I, I put a lot of weight into it too because it just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if that perfection truly existed, like truly existed, you wouldn't just see it you would be able to replicate it right oh yeah if people found Someone. the key to success they would be putting it out everywhere yeah they wouldn't just be holding on to it and so you know to, to be a little bit more blunt if anybody says that they're perfect they're fucking lying to you and you need uh, to figure yeah. out who they, who they are um, if, if that's the case but yeah, yeah. Um, we usually
0: end thank you again for doing this yeah for sure. Uh, we usually end with uh, uh, random questions sure alright <laughs> here we go if you're on a space expedition here we go you're going to space yes what skills are you contributing
1: uh oh man I thought it was like what would you want um, cri- contributing probably like problem-solving like what can you do okay I, I can think critically outside of the box um, I don't know how that helps directly but it's helped my life a lot yeah because there's been a lot of times where I don't have all the pieces but I've made it hey we're here yeah so thinking critically I guess what would you bring then what would I bring yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like Let's I thought, that. I thought you were gonna say like, what would you want to be if you're in space? Like Jedi. I want to be a Jedi. Okay, you can do that. Um, no, what would I bring? Oh shoot, I don't know. I would bring my fiance. I'm yeah. Pretty needy. She's did you awesome. did she you meet awesome. her at ASU? I did. Yeah. Okay. Through Greek life. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I was gonna say. Her name yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she's cool with that. Well, <laughs> but she knows who she is. She knows uh, who she is. What do you wish you knew more about? Um, hmm.
1: that's a tough one. I'm learning a lot of stuff. Um, I, again, I wish I knew more technical things. Not even in the sense that's, of that's like, answer, yeah, yeah, not even in the sense of like, oh, traditional male roles. It's more like I want to know how to change my oil. I want to know how to cook better so I can be taking care of myself and/or other people that I care about in a better way. Uh, those are things that I am, I'm going to try and work on for this year. Learning more technical skills because mm-hmm. books I had. To down decently I could guess at that Yeah But if I guess wrong With a car It, could it is really Pretty bad, bad. Could Yeah really bad. Um, What gives your life Meaning uh, My family Yeah My family Friends The relationships That we build My faith uh, I think has definitely Been a huge part Of the difficult times As well as the good and, and as you Are able to step back And view that as well I think it's definitely A huge piece So faith Family and friends man. Yeah mm-hmm. Have you uh, always been consistent with your faith? Uh, yes, Since, thankfully, yeah. thankfully I have. Um, there's been a lot of challenges. It's been very difficult, but I think, um, again, I'm, I'm a thinker, and so logically I try to place logic into it. And then for me, there's been a lot of times when I can look back and say, okay, well, this, this is something that I'm going through to try and help make me a better person and there's been plenty of instances in life where it's like okay it wasn't fun at the time but I can look back on it and be like alright this totally worked out yeah. um, and, and my family was really close and, and I can also say that even in the darkest times you know as you're trying to reach out and figure out where where you are not even just in life but where you are in that dark moment it's, it's very helpful to have that light kind of shine on you and pull you out of that dark spot so. yeah
0: um, who in your
1: family are you most like uh, I think I'm a little bit of everybody. So I'm I have a big family. I'm the uh-huh. sixth out of seven kids. Ooh. And so the joke that I tell everybody is I didn't have an opinion until I went to graduate school. Uh, like it started <laughs> it started to happen in college because I was removed but then I would go home and then, but yeah. Not even in like a mean way, but you know, when you're that far down the line, um, you you, know, don't have you knew idea. like Let's I was I was a good kid and I didn't question it. Maybe that was the thing, but I it worked out well for me. But you knew, all right, well, we're gonna go to bed now. Okay, we, this is when we go to bed. You know, yeah. we we don't get in trouble in school. All right, my family doesn't get in trouble in school. We're good at sport. cool, we're gonna do sports. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I joke around that I didn't have an actual opinion of my own because everybody already had those opinions. And, you know, my older siblings, they had already done a lot of things that, you know, would have resulted in one way or another. Right. By the time it came to me, I was like, okay, well, that happened to them, that happened to them. I'm gonna go this one. Yeah. I'm not doing that Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, I think I'm a little bit of everybody um, If there was one person I would definitely identify my grandfather mm. um, He was very He was just this magnificent personality That everybody wanted to be around He like I jokes around about a lot of stuff And so he would put a smile on everybody's face He very very devout In his faith and I loved him for it And he was very um, Yeah just a funny guy man He, he loved cool. people, people loved him And so I, I tried to emulate that for sure um, and he is the, the person that I am named after for my middle name too so I think oh, it's definitely carried on yeah
0: yeah. yeah. I remember uh, with my grandpa um, we'd watch he loved uh, you know old John Wayne movies <laughs> yeah. loved James Bond and then um, I, we'd watch pro wrestling together and he thought it was real <laughs> and I, 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 it would break my heart to, to, to tell them. him it's not and yeah. he's like why are the police not coming to help this man <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, grandpa, I don't know we should, we should, should ask, write a letter, why um, are they doing that um, what's uh, favorite memory you have did you ever you, you got to meet your grandpa I did yeah so
1: favorite memory um, or hmm. favorite thing you guys did or so I think I, I liked hearing my grandpa sing so they were a part of the church choir Mm -hmm. Uh, i liked hearing my grandpa um again it was just uh, now that i this is the first time i actually put it out there but like looking back to know that at that time what i was thinking as a kid like this is so cool my grandpa is up here he's super involved with everything he and my grandma were there and to lead everybody uh into the song is, is really cool to me um at that time, and so it, it was. It was really cool to see the the way people looked up to him, and that's what I was remembering as a little kid. People looking up to him, singing, following along, following the lead that he would set because he was a lead guitarist. He was a lead singer, um, and so that that was really cool. And I, I'm definitely proud of that. Definitely proud of his love for music, and the, I do remember a lot of that. Uh, it's funny. I was actually so he, he did pass away That was one thing that wasn't so fun about graduate school. He passed away while I was over there. Oh, so that yeah. was really hard. Yeah, but uh, last year I was cleaning out some of the stuff in the stores that we had held on to for him and I came across um, a songbook and so actually when uh, St. Pope John Paul II came to Tempe Arizona back mm-hmm. in the 80s um, My grandfather was shoulder-tapped to lead the Hispanic uh, choir for for that what? Yeah for that and so I came across the songbook of that. I was like, man, like his music was so awesome that yeah. the Pope wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I love my grandpa. And other music. than that, just hearing his jokes, man. He's he's awesome. Very uh, um, witty. He uh-huh. was, it was a lot nicer. He was very witty and just hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are the most common reasons to you uh, that friendships fall apart? Um, again, I think it's just in general, that life happens, right? You know, there's certain phases or instances in life where we can't do it. And this is another thing that I've come across. And I joke around. I I, I recognize it's not true, but I joke around. I'm actually a bad friend by society standards. Like, I don't reach out and text you all the time. I don't, you know, um, post social media. I don't do a lot of different things. Uh, But if you're ever, you know, down or if you're ever in a dark place, and if you ever reach out to me, I'll do everything that I can. To make sure I'm at least there with you. I can't guarantee that I'll pull you up, but I'll make sure that I'm there with you, walking with you yeah. to help get you out. So I in a very ironic way, that's my way of saying it. I try to be a good person in helping individuals, but society, like I don't text you, I don't call yeah. out and check in on and I can see how sometimes it's difficult, right? It's the people that we're most in contact with that we would sometimes consider our greatest friends, and sometimes we realize that the people that we're talking to most frequently, um, you know, could just drift away because of different life circumstances. So, for that particular question, I just want to put out there that you know everybody's going through their own stuff. Just because yeah. you know communication may fall, although communication is insanely important to a good friendship. Yeah. Um, if it may fade away, it may not mean that you're not a good friend. But I've seen instances where people let that go, and you're like, dang, like, I, thought, I thought we were close, or I thought y'all were close. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's just life happening, whether that's adulting, whether that's families, life circumstances changing. Um, it can be a, a big driving factor, but I that's, I think that's why I do like social media and trying to be like, all right, cool, hey, the for the kindergartners this day said this, awesome, I know yeah. about my yeah, yeah. Other friends, so friends that are out there. Again, I'm sorry, I don't post. No, I'm the only friend on Facebook. I don't, no, I don't cool. Cool. anybody. Uh, maybe I don't know. Know that I'm your friend, even if you're not my friend. I yeah. guess I'll put that. There Boom.
0: you go. I like that. Yeah. Um, what's the? Where's the most beautiful place that you've been?
1: Hmm. All right. So I do. I'm a Catholic. You know, I'll put that out there. I've been to a lot of very beautiful churches. hmm And I think that's one of the coolest experiences. Um, For me, a really big experience that happened was um, through fraternity and sorority life, I got the opportunity to go on a service trip to El Salvador. And thankfully, I think that's really where the first instance that I can kind of, in my adult life, put a memory of my faith really helping calm myself. Um, That that was one of the biggest instances of of that because as I had gotten off the plane and we get on a shuttle that's going to take us from the airport to... Excuse me, the, um, it's a, I don't know, complex, I guess you could call it, where it's run by nuns, and so that's where we were going to be staying for the duration of our trip. Okay. Um, but on that van ride from the airport, um, the driver and I are having a very interesting conversation about <laughs> violence and things like this place, the, the wars, like things that have yeah. been so ugly, um, accidents and that type of stuff. And so this was at night, and uh, we were driving along, and there's an accident, right? And it's off the side of the road. We're gonna try and go around it, and I'll never forget that we drove by that accident, quote unquote. And there's a decapitated head on the road. Oh boy. Yeah, and I'm like that. That hit me, and I'm like, oh shit, where am I? Like, yeah, I'm here, like out of my entire my comfort zone. Well, that was on a Saturday night. Sunday morning, because we're staying with a bunch of nuns, uh, they say, you know, you, you're a guest of ours, we're inviting you to church, we're gonna go to church. And I was, I'm Catholic, I'm perfectly okay with going to church, I love going to church. Um, but that moment of going to church is where I really found peace. And no matter how scared I was, I was insanely scared because I'm in this other country, yeah. I don't know what's happening. I just saw this on the road, like, hey, this is kind of crazy um and so in that church uh, it was very peaceful and it reminded me hey you're here to do some good for somebody else like yeah. get that out of your brain and and since then i've kind of carried that with me as i go into other churches and i'm uh i try i'm not perfect but i try as best as i can whenever i'm traveling like on a weekend to go to a church um and i've had the opportunity to go to some very beautiful ones you know basilicas things like that and so i'm i'm very happy for that and so some of the most beautiful ones. that You just go out there and see the artwork, see the mm-hmm. architecture, everything that's in, included in it. Um, those are some of the most beautiful places that I've seen.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome.
1: I wish I, I wish I thought
0: of, of things like because my stupid. I'll, I'll see, I'll be in a place, right, and it's beautiful. Yeah, and I'll go to a similar place, uh, you know, a church or a beach, just another area like it yeah. and I'll go nah it's not as good like I don't I wish I appreciated it <laughs> you're but, like no the other, yeah, the other one's better or like oh this is better than the other one yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, as, yeah. yeah yeah I don't just I don't just put it all as it's just beautiful yeah so I like I like that you, you, you put it. it like that and see again yeah.
1: me being long winded I should have just said no but that's true like no no that. I, like I like thank you for sharing sure. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a nerd too like I like to just to see the artwork that went into it and what those people were thinking at the time you know I try yeah. I think way too much <laughs> no,
0: no. That's good. That's good. And thank you for sharing. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go jump in the water then. All right.